several years ago, uh, I, I confessed a personal fault. Actually, it's a, something that Terry and I share by way of uh, addiction. And the problem is the addictive sport that we watch is poker. <laughs> you may remember the day I came clean with you about that four or five years ago. And we're even, we're not watching old tennis matches, old football games. We actually watched an old poker match that we knew how it came out the other night. I think it's going to be good that we're in September, next, uh, in Wisconsin next September. I'll, I'll recover from the heat, I suppose. But I need to confess another of our personal addictions this morning. I didn't tell Terry I was going to tell. But in addition to poker, we do judge shows all day, the Judge Channel. If we could find it, we would watch it. We, uh, we know, uh, you may not know, but you, you may want to know if you suffer this as well, that you can get Judge Judy four times a day right here over the air in San Antonio. Four, yes. I know you knew that already, Pat. I know you knew that. One of the things that Judge Judy says, and she, she has lots of things that she says, things like, they don't keep me here because I'm beautiful, they keep me here because I'm smart, which is like the clergy at Christ Church. <laughs> so one of the things she likes to say when a person is speaking to her and says, so-and-so told me, she'll shut them off. And the attorneys and the judges in the audience or in the congregation here this morning know what she's going to say. And she says, you can't tell me what somebody else said. You can only tell me what you know. You can't get inside that other person's head and tell me what they think or what they told you. That's hearsay. And that is what Jesus does. He sort of plays the part of Judge Judy today. And he takes his disciples out to Caesarea Philippi. We'll get back to Judge Judy and Jesus in a minute. This is going to be worth taking home with you, I promise. <laughs> Judge Judy and Jesus. But before we get there, there's a tiny little detail in this story that the original readers, those, those Jewish Christians that Jesus had, or that St. Matthew's Gospel is aimed towards, would have known. But we don't. At least I'll bet most of you don't. Some of you may. It's the fact that he has gone with the disciples to a place called Caesarea Philippi. That is a long ways from Jerusalem. It's a long walk. It's back up in the region of Galilee, which was his home territory, of course. But it, it's a long ways from everything related to Judaism, almost everything. And when he puts the questions, who do people say that I am? Who do you say that I am? He's doing it against a supermarket shelf of religious imagery. Caesarea Philippi, if you, if you know the map of the Holy Land, you know uh, the Red Sea it comes up and then up in Jordan there is the big Dead Sea. Some of you have been there, I know that, we've been there. And then connecting the Dead Sea to the Sea of Galilee going north is the Jordan River. And then the Jordan River flows into the Sea of Galilee even a little further north than that. So. But that's where they are. They're, they're uh, several days, long days at least, journey away from Jerusalem 
in a place that was not a Jewish headquarters. It, there were very few Jewish people there. It was a mixed population. And Caesarea Philippi had a religious significance to at least four of the great religions of the day. The first significance was that there were litter all across the, all across the plain up there, all across the region called the Decapolis. There were ancient temples, most of them not in use any longer, but a few of them still, to the cult of Baal. And of course, that was the religion that was in Canaan when the Hebrew people came from Egypt and took possession of the land and were supposed to do away with that religion. They didn't do it. So it was a center where there were temples of Baal. It was also a center for the ancient Greek gods. It was thought to be the birthplace of Pan, the god of nature. And there was a cave that was considered to be that. So there's an important site for Greek religion. There's an important site for the ancient Syrian religion. There's also an important site for Judaism because right there near that cave that was thought to be the birthplace of Pan are the headwaters of the Jordan River, the springs that flow and create the Jordan that fill the Sea of Galilee with the water that eventually runs into the Dead Sea. And the significance of the Jordan River and everything from Jesus' baptism going back to the entrance into the, into the Promised Land, you can't miss it. So it has significance for the ancient Jewish religion as well. And finally, there was a great temple there built to the deity of Caesar as the true and only god of the Roman Empire. Put there and built by the collaborative kings, the Herods, as placation and tribute to Caesar. So in the region where all of this happened, Jesus asks his big question, who do people say that I am? And when the question finally is answered, well, the hearsay question is, well, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, some say Jeremiah or one of the other old prophets. Once you get past that and you answer the question as Peter does, you've added a fifth new religion to the mix. And with all of those other religions standing in symbols behind him, near him, the new religion takes place. And the confession of Peter, the recognition of Jesus as the Messiah, sets the stage for the trip to Jerusalem, which is coming up very quickly in the Gospel of Matthew. Coming up because it's going to be the crucifixion and resurrection. So back to the hearsay question. Jesus wants someone to know for sure who he is. Interestingly, did you notice at the end, he gets the confession, he makes plans for, for Peter and the rest of the disciples to fall in and become the foundation of the church, and then he says, don't tell anybody. <laughs> of course, that's so that faith is the source not the testimony yet. But testimony has a part in all of this. And the question of Jesus to Peter, the, the question of what do you know, the Judge Judy question, don't tell me what other people are thinking. 
you tell me what you know is the key for us today at this baptism. Because it is quite possible and all too frequent that Christians grow up knowing the hearsay but never answering the question themselves. That's one of the dangers of infant baptism. I love infant baptism. I, I was not baptized as an infant. I remember my baptism, but I am so glad to be in a church that brings children in quickly and forms this permanent bond. We're going to mark the heads of these children with the words, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. This is not an empty ritual. It's not a, an initiation ceremony. It is adoption by, by grace into the life of Jesus Christ. And that's permanent. But if these children grow up with an idea that Jesus is one of the five or so Middle Eastern religions, and then they add in the rest of everything else that's around us today, how are they going to know which one counts unless they hear it from us. And the testimony that we give them can't be hearsay. I'm, I'm sincere about this because I spent the first couple of years of my ministry as a priest preaching hearsay. I didn't realize that I had never answered the question myself. I knew everything I knew everything about ancient history. I knew everything about Caesarea Philippi. You just heard everything I know about it this morning. But I, I had to admit to myself in the course of a renewal weekend, a Curcio weekend, where I was able to sit down on a bed and say, I've never actually met you. It can happen to lots of us. It does happen lots of us. The role of godparents, those of you who are godparents this morning, is to be sure that the children being baptized today can recognize Jesus Christ as the one and only standout among the various religious options of the world. If you don't show them the menu and point to Jesus and make the case all they'll know is hearsay. Because they won't answer the question unless you have and have shown them what it's about. So that's the end of my lecture on hearsay. And I just want us to be so delighted in welcoming these children. Patrick's announcement about the necessity of church life has to do with forming your own answer to the one and only question that Jesus is interested in. It's the one he'll ask you when you meet him face to face. Who do you say I am? Amen.